is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. And we're back with a new episode. I'm really excited. Today I have my friend Denise on the podcast. Denise was actually on the podcast, oh goodness, episode 54, Making Marathons Possible with Denise. So if you didn't listen to that one, you want to go back and listen to it. We kind of talked about Denise's journey to running, how it started at a young age, um, how she recovered from a car accident, and the crazy things that she's been doing in her own running career, and how she made a job switch and left a really secure job to start uh, becoming being a running coach. It gets not it's not easy to leave something secure and go to something that's not the path that everyone is taking. On today's episode, we kind of talk about like, oh shoot, I just left this secure career and now the world has imploded and it's not possible to take on in-person clients for uh, being a running coach. So we kind of talked about that, um, you know, that, that crisis we all had when coronavirus hit, how we felt that like, oh my gosh, all of these things that I thought I had in my life and were going to be there and were going to be that constant, how those things were taken away from us and how we probably all had a little mini panic attack, uh, you know, or we're constantly consuming the media, trying to make sense of everything that's happening. Um, and then what to do next, how to get ourselves out of that place and keep moving forward because you know, this is, you know, this is probably going to be the reality for the next year, for the next two. And just a good practice of like, yeah, like things that we thought were going to be there are going to be taken away from us. They're going to end. They're going to close. They're going to be different. And how do we handle life? So I love today's episode. Denise is just full of so many, so much knowledge about running, so much knowledge about life, so much knowledge about just being a person, um, living an imperfect life and trying to figure things out and trying to navigate things. You're going to want to get, if you're looking at running a marathon, we talked a little bit about this on today's episode. Denise actually has an amazing book. It's called Me, You, and 26.2, uh, Coach Denise's Guide to Get You to Your First Marathon. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. It is an amazing book. I love how she, she does the chapters. They're really cute. And she includes all of her clients that she's worked with, people who have never run before for um, people who decided to start running really late, like in their 60s or 70s, so many different um, runners. And it just really shows that like, actually, like anyone, anyone can become a runner. Anyone can become a marathoner. It might not happen in two months time. It might take a little bit longer. Um, and that's okay. It's an amazing book. I want you to check that out. So I'm going to put the link to Denise's book in the show notes. Check it out after today's episode. And then I wanted to give a little um, plug as well. If you are still feeling like you are in that place where you are um, consuming a lot of social media or you are consuming a lot of media on the TV and you are feeling paralyzed, you are feeling um, just like blah, I feel gross. And I would guess too, if you're consuming a lot of social media, you're consuming a lot of television, you might also be consuming a lot of junk food. You might be consuming a lot of things and just not able to actually do anything, not able to act on anything and just kind of like digging this hole and feeling like things feel really impossible, feeling like 
oh my gosh, like, how do I move? Like, how do I do anything? The world feels like it's caving in. If you're in that place, I want you to know that you are not alone. I've been in that place so many times in my life. I was definitely in that place at the beginning of um, this new normal. And I made a guide for you. It's called Three Easy Steps to Feel Good, Not Gross While Working from Home. Um, and I'm going to show you how to make three super easy changes. By making these changes, you're going to start to feel happier. You're going to start to feel lighter. You're going to feel less stressed while you are at home. Um, we will talk a little bit about the food, but also it's not really just about the food. It's kind of about how you, how you do one thing is pretty much how you do a lot of things in your life. And so we're going to talk about food a little bit, but just kind of like how you're doing everything during your day. And are you, um, are you constantly feeling gross? Cool. I'm going to show you how to feel a little bit better. So there's meal movement mindset and sleep tips in there. Um, the link for that will also be in the show notes and let's get started with today's show. All right. Today is a really fun day. I have Denise on the podcast. She is she was on the podcast probably like two years ago, a year ago. I don't know. It's been a Maybe long a year time. ago, I think. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I've adjusted to our new normal, even though there's still an improved new normal coming. <laughs> yeah. I know it. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a new normal. And I mean, every week it's just going to be like, okay, this is our new normal now. This is our new normal. Yeah. 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 So what's it been like for you the last few months? So it's June now that we're recording this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I won't lie. Like when um, Chicago first had the shelter in place, I was, we talked about this a little before the call. I was, um, I was kind of in a state of self paralysis. I lived in this high rise downtown and um, have a dog and would have to use the freight elevator, which was already crowded before shelter in place. And um I also had, so I ended up moving out to my sister's in Indiana. She took me in and my two, my two farm animals, I have a cat and dog. Um, but I had like zero motivation to run at all. And running has been my best friend since fourth grade. Um, so I was just, I think what it was is, um, you know, we've never been through this before. And I was so glued to the news, just trying to find an answer and control, like, when is this going to end? When is this going to be normal again? And I was so, I was so, um, drowned drowning in news that that made it worse. And like, I was grinding my teeth at night. It was awful. I was so stressed. And then, um, kind of like Taylor Swift, I just had to shake it off. I look at the news once a day, um, I started a running streak, which I've never done. And I've been running since the fourth grade. I've been marathoning for 25 years and I started a running streak and that helped me get um, some of my mojo back. Mm -hmm. And even like, you know, like, you know, if you meet someone in your circle um, and they first start working out and then like uh, maybe two or three weeks in and they have rest days, they get anxious because they want to work out. Like I have a new runner and she's doing her first half marathon. I've only known her like, I'm going off on a tangent, Elizabeth. I've known her like, I think I talked to her. She was a referral like six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And um, she ended up signing up for half marathon because she wanted to get into running and lost her mojo. And last week she said, and you know, I don't, 
I love running so much. I don't even want to take the days off, but I listen to you, Denise. I, so you know, you're hooked. Um, anyway, last week she said in one of her emails and I want to do the marathon next year. I'm like, yes, I am still the whisperer. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I knew I was hooked, but I knew Stella got her groove back because keeping the streak, I would consciously run in the rain. I mm -hmm. never run in the rain unless it's a race, but I would get my butt out there because I have to re I felt like when I signed up for the streak and I'm still in it, that as soon as I like open my eyes in the morning, I'm like, it's almost like a boss um, or a coach. Like I, I get up and I go, Ooh, I got to report back to them. I got to, <laughs> I got to take what's in the inbox and put it in the outbox. So it made me more accountable. And then the fact, yeah, that I would run in the rain and I see it from my other streakers. Like they say the same thing. And then the other thing is, um, I started doing um, like either a virtual race or if my race got canceled, I still did it. And I'm so, so trying to inspire other runners that even if their race is canceled to still do it on their own mm -hmm. um, because it's not about the bling. Like, it's not like we take that with us, the metals rust, but why do we do this? It's mainly, you know, we do it to challenge ourselves in every race. It's like, no matter the distance, there's a point where we're like going into the battlefield with ourselves. You've been there, you know, where it's not fun, <laughs> you know, your legs aren't springy and you have to start, you want to quit, but you start digging deep and you fight through and then you um, finish that race and there's all that pomp and circumstance and you feel so accomplished. Well, I, I'm telling you, and I tell my friends and my runners, like you just have to do one And you know, if you're, if you've been running a while and you were training for a marathon, um, it's like you, it has to be a challenging do it yourself race. Like it can't just be a 5k. If you've been doing like, you know, you're on track for a marathon, you won't get the same sense of accomplishment because I just feel like, um, especially I've done, like I've done three marathons, do it yourself marathons and two ultra marathons. If no two, yeah. 41 miler and a 56 miler three and a 50 miler. And it's, it's gotta be a race that really does challenge you because when you finish, it's like, it was just me, myself and I, and when you finish, you feel a, even a deeper sense of accomplishment because you didn't have the whole parade you were the only one in the parade. And, and then, you know, people also have to remember like, what made you sign up? Yeah. Why did you hit submit? Um, or why did you sign up with a charity to, to fundraise for them? That why it's still within you, even though we have all this craziness going on. And it's the same with like, you're, you're, you have a why and you're committing, you know, to put your training in, before any, like I said, before this quarantine happened, you had a why, you had self-drive, you had commitment, and you know what? Not, I don't know one coach, not even me as a marathon whisperer, I can't teach anyone those three things, and that's all within you, and it's still within you, so I'm telling my runners, like, just dust it off, shake it off, because that is all still within you, and you just gotta, you gotta just call upon that. Yeah. 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 And I think you hit like a, I'm thinking back to March and April where we all, we were just like consuming so much news, consuming so much social media to get like that control in our life. And then it, it didn't like, it was, it was 
sabotage. It wasn't like getting us that control. But now it sounds like there's so many things out of our control that one of the ways that you have control is having running every day. That is like your little bit, like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And you know, we even know as runners, like we all, we know we're going to feel better after, but I still, I was like, I was just so overwhelmed and yeah. How did you, can you take me to the, like the mindset, like how did you get yourself to make that switch from (laughs) consuming all of the news to like, I need to do something else. Like what did that look like? Um, I didn't like who I was. Um, I was, I, I was, I was so overwhelmed. I was stressed. I was, I, um, like I said, I'm grinding my teeth and I just, um, you're getting all different answers and then just seeing what was happening. I, um, like I said, I stopped watching. I only look at the news once. Mm-hmm. Um, I started meditating. I started the running streak and, yeah. um, and, uh, started doing the, I gave myself some goals, Okay. Um, things that I could, because the good thing, I mean, one good thing about um, this craziness is this pandemic is that it really, you know what it did? It made us realize like we have no control over every, mm. anything and we only have today. Mm. If you think, because when this, when like the, you know, the shelter in places started happening, it's like we, you could not live. You couldn't even think about the next day because you didn't know what was going to happen in today. So that's why I feel like the only good thing about that, well, the only, one of the few good things about this um, pandemic is that it brought us and we need to be more present. You know, we're futurizing and, um, and it's, it, it has no, um, it doesn't discriminate. It goes against everybody. So, you, you know, no matter how wealthy you are, no matter where you live, um, no matter what things you have, it's irrelevant. So it really leveled everyone. And I'm hoping out of this that a lot of people see how precious our life is. And you know, it made, I have chills, cause it made me realize like, I am so glad that I am doing what I love. Um, and I'm no longer in a job that, you know, I only love avoid. I only work for the weekend. Um, so, you know, going back to it made us be, it's making us be more present and see what really matters because, you know, at least for me, I was, all I cared about were my family and friends and it shows that all that matters is our health and we cannot buy it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel like a huge wall hopefully fell on everyone and they prioritize, they live from their heart you know, they, they, um, it's, you know, I know I'm not the only one, but the stress that I was, um, inflicting on myself before yeah. this pandemic, it was miraculous. It was cool. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so that's where I mean, it showed us all like what really matters mm-hmm. Our you know, our close connections. Look at how we're all going crazy, not getting to see our friends and family in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so, okay. I was just chatting about how I cut off all my hair because I was like, this is causing stress in my life and it's something I can let go of. And it's like, wow, all of that is gone. This dread and stress that I had about my hair, it's gone now. I'm curious. So when you said like the pandemic hit and 
these things that the things that you were influenced what what things did you let go of what things oh, you know, were taken away from you <laughs> um well you know I was stressing about um you know my favorite time of year is the Chicago marathon season let alone fall marathon season because if you've ever seen the movie elf like I would be Will Ferrell in the Chicago marathon as Christmas you are <laughs> and um it, it's it I'm like it's not gonna happen yeah. and I left corporate America to be a full-time running coach and um, people don't want to train rightfully when there's no race happening um, so I was freaking out about that and the, the stress of um, you know what did I do I you know I left that stable job and I never could imagine this would have happened and you know runners Cause I, you know, I also have uh, monthly runners that um, I do like private coaching with. And again, a lot of them, all of them, we just, we froze it. And I said, we'll restart when, when races actually start happening. So it's like my income stream, it's financial related. The stress was a lot of financial related and yeah. But again, it was like, are my friends and family, are they healthy? And all those frontline workers, like that's the other thing I would do and still do. It's like when I get stressed with what's happening, I have to change the mindset in my head where, okay, spend that energy like praying for people. Um, that's all I can do. Uh, it's either stress, get overwhelmed, get discouraged, um, keep hitting refresh till you hear the news you want, or you know, what about these frontline workers and essential workers that they didn't sign, they signed up to save lives and instead they're risking their lives. So that's, yeah, I just like revamped my energy in other ways. And again, I, you know, like I said, I fell off the treadmill, so to speak, and gratefully I got back on and then I'm just trying to inspire and empower other runners um, to get back on that treadmill. Mm -hmm. because we do we feel better after and we need goal endurance athletes um well most of us we need goals like it gives us um it gives us some a purpose like even when i started with just the street i got up in the morning i'm like okay i just have to do a mile but it gave me a purpose mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think that that's been the big thing is like like all of the things all of the the external things that we were counting on were taken away. So we're like, I have no purpose anymore. What am I doing? So you, you created your own, you created your own thing, your own yeah. adventure. Well, I think our purpose and still is how to get hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer and like, <laughs> um, how to stay, you know, healthy. And, and that's the other thing. Like the only thing we really can control is to be as healthy as we can in case, you know, something happens to us. So, okay. If someone was banking on running a race this fall and it might not happen, what do you, what, how, what should they do? Like if they listen to this podcast today and they wake up tomorrow, what do you think that they should do to get themselves started and feeling good in their body? Yeah. I think, um, first off know that, um, these race directors, they don't want to cancel a race. Like I would, I'm assuming most of them went into this because of their love of running. And I think they get a similar feeling that I do helping someone do something they didn't think they could do or, or even like see what else is possible. Like 
Um, I, they all have had a hard decision to either cancel, postpone. Um, so I think we need to, um, yeah, there were some people that were, you know, I also stopped social media for a while in the beginning because I was, I was seeing people like complaining about not getting their money back from this race and, or, you know, I only got half and I'm like, people are dying alone without saying goodbye to their loved ones. Who cares about, you know, who cares about like these, and when we sign up, we agree to no refunds. Um, but what I want to, what I want to say is that again, go back to what was your why when you first signed up? Um, and then, uh, here's the other thing, like, especially like with marathoners, if you think about it, like we're both part of the 1% club, right? About 1% of the world does, does um, one percent of the world's population does a marathon? And I think um, during this quarantine time, that's what I call it. I think it's like a half percent. And like how, like how amazing is that? That when we look back in a year, five years, ten years at this um, these unprecedented times, that you could say I did a freaking marathon. And like half percent or three quarters. I don't know, a quarter percent of the population will be doing it. So mm -hmm. think of your why. Come join that half percent with me. Um, and then also, like I said, dust off that self-drive and commitment. Because um, all that, before this happened, you're, you were uh, guns ablaze and you had this goal. And, and um, think about, too, like, we wear the medal race day. I mean, I love races. They're like parties. You RSVP, you go with your friends, you make friends. You, um, there's cocktails, gator, water and electrolytes. <laughs> um, there's party favors, the shirts and the medal. And it's, um, there's, it's almost like um, you're dancing because you get your heart rate up. So mm -hmm. yeah, but you know what? Um, we wear our medal that day and we might wear it the next day at take your medal to work day. I'm trying to start that. But we don't really, we don't really like that's outside of it. Mm -hmm. That is like, don't put so much power on this um, external thing. You know, think about like the other thing is um, kind of how I said, when you do it and it's all you, and even like a lot of my runners or even my sister, like she made a finish line for me with like um, um, tape, uh, painting tape. Um, and then she put like, uh, um, what do you call it? Tissue paper, different color tissue paper. She surprised me. Some of my runners have, they've had like a chalked um, start finish line. Um, but you really do, you get an even, like when you finish a race, you just kicked your butt. You went to the battlefield and you won. You beat that bad voice in your head that said, you should quit. This hurts. This You powered through. And I have chills again. So when you do this all on your own and you, it's all you at the start and finish, um, it, you get a deeper sense of accomplishments. And you also like, I feel like I, the thing, one of the many things I love about the marathon is it's an emotional roller coaster in that in i've done 117 marathons and each marathon is a different roller coaster ride in that um a gamut of emotions come out during that marathon right and so you never know which ones are going to come out when and how intense they are so for most of mine 
you, you know, you're in the start line and you're, you feel like a rock, like the gun goes off and this is awesome. And, oh, I got this. And then, you know, you get to like, I don't know, like six miles, six, seven, whatever. And you're like, I'm going to, oh, I'm doing this. My legs feel great. And then you get to the halfway. You're like, oh, I just doubled my time. I am doing this. And then you get to like 17 or 18 and you're like, why did I say I do this? How come the mile markers aren't going by so fast? Um, and then you get to like me, I get to mile like 22 or 23 and I turn into Linda Blair. <laughs> I'm like, because <laughs> that's when I'm fighting with myself. <laughs> but then I get to 26.2 and I'm like, I did it. That was awesome. And so when you're, um, I mean, everyone, like all of our feelings are real and normal because none of us have gone through this. But I'm just saying that like, if you like, once you do one, you'll see that I still experience the same things. I, you, you know, you don't have spectator signs and you don't have the other runners and the, you, you're missing out on energy, but you internally, again, like the metals external, the crowds external, um, the other runners, when it's just you, it, it's like even richer. Yeah. I talk about that. Like the, the training, no one is there to see your 18 or however 20 weeks of training. And that's like where you're, you're really made. Like no one's there to watch. No one's, right. it's hard to run 18 miles by yourself. That's really yeah. hard. And, it, and showing up for that, it is that internal shift. I'm curious. Um, how do you think that like these internal shifts that you've made and being an endurance runner, how do you think that's helped you in like other areas of life or like what it's prepped you for to be able to do besides just running? Well, I think even like how we talked about the self paralysis in a race, like you just have to react. You have to pivot when you get a bad station in your head. And I literally had bad stations in my head and I'm like, you know, whenever, whenever something bad is going on with me, I like Denise, you know, 1.0, I would stay there. I would stay there. I would dwell. I'd in um, the difference. I see a therapist. She saved my life. I dedicated my book to her. The difference now is that, um, I allow myself to feel that. And then I move forward. Mm. It's almost like, you know, we have friends in our circle that, you know, they may complain about a job, they may complain about a partner, and we'll listen to it, but we won't listen to that anymore if they don't do anything about it. So I feel like, um, I, I think, you know, the, the mer endurance events are way more mental than physical. And, you know, going through, um, going through these, going through um, endurance events where, it comes mental and you want to quit and you power through. I feel like that trans that is um, helping us in everyday life for when um, crap comes our way that we weren't, you know, the universe brings us crap <laughs> and um, we would rather run the other way. So I feel like it's building, it's building our grit. Mm -hmm. And then that translates again, like to tough times, like, um, you know, like losing your job or an unexpected breakup or, um, or I don't know, I can't even think, but, um, I don't, I don't, I just feel like the more we fight through 
um, in our in our endurance worlds, it makes us tougher outside of that. It yeah. makes us tougher in mm -hmm. all around. Yeah. Mentally, yeah. not like it's not just so not not I don't mean physically. Mm -hmm. Because um when like it's I feel like we're consciously choosing to um uh to put us through crap that isn't gonna be easy and then like like let's say Joe broke up with me and I wasn't expecting it. Um, Joe Runner. And so I got to get through that. And so it's, there's universe, there's crap coming your way from the universe and you do, you get through it. The thing is the difference, the difference is like the universe, the crap, the universe sends us, which is called life. Um, <laughs> what happens? It sucks. You want to run the other way. Oh, time will heal. I hate that. Tell me how much time I got to suck. I got to fight through this, but you do, you come out stronger in the other end. And so with, like I feel in the endurance world, we're consciously choosing crap to come our way, except it's defined. We know how long the the triathlon's gonna be or the hundred miler, mm -hmm. but we'll we come out stronger on the other end. Mm -hmm. That was a long way to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's true. And I think that like like as adults, sometimes we like we're scared to start those things or we're scared to you know, we're, we're scared if it's not linear or, or that if crap is thrown away, if, if the, the running is challenging, then it's not for us. But it's like, no, that's like, that's what this is. That's what endurance running is. That is what life is. That is what yeah. I like how you said that, what the universe is throwing at you, life. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and we don't have any control of that. Yeah. I want to hear a little bit more about your streaks. You're doing a mile a day. Is that what you're doing? Well, I started a streak on my Facebook group, okay. um, Chicago Marathon Runners Unite. And um, today was, I think, day 71. Um, and so I think I made it to 50. And then I, what happened was I did, um, I did the Sugar Badger 50 miler on my own and do it yourself. And two weeks later, I did the Comrades 56 miler and I strained my MCL. And so I didn't even, I'm like, I've been seeing my chiropractor. I was an eight out of 10 when that happened. <laughs> and um, I'm a, I'm a, now I'm like a one out of 10 pain wise. So I'm at like day, I think I'm at days eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's almost like um, when you join a running club, they keep you more accountable, especially for our long runs, right? Or speed workouts. So the streaking, the fellow streakers, they keep you more accountable. Yeah. Um, I'm injured right now. And even though I was supposed to do, I was supposed to do, did you, there was like a new marathon in the spring? Yeah. Did you see that one? I signed up for that and then it got canceled and it was fine though. Cause my doctor told me to stop running for a little bit. So I was yeah. like, well, all right. And then I'm not like whether Chicago happens or not. I'm like, all right. I just need to hold off on it because I keep injuring the same thing because I rush back to running because I want to do yeah. it so bad. So right now I'm like, okay, there will be a marathon next year. It doesn't mean you're never going to run one again, but like, this is what your body needs right now to slow down for a second, Jacqueline. Yeah. The slow best, down. 
Yeah, um, because there, there's always going to be races and there's yeah. only one of you. So it's like now is the best time to, I have someone who's like fixed me and so many people and that's Dr. Mm-hmm. Mar and Dr. Baker at Elite Healthcare. I swear, by, I, I swear by them. I couldn't even walk like I, that 56 miler, I had to walk the last four and a half miles. And then it hurt for six days until yeah. I saw him and he did yeah. a couple treatments. And so now I'm doing strength training. Um, but the one thing I wanted to say too about, um, well, so that's the thing, like just focus on like rehab and you don't have to wait till next October to do a marathon, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes, it's only 20 weeks semester. But one other thing I forgot to say about, you know, why you should do the do it yourself marathon or half marathon is that they are the perfect time to test drive stuff. Cause think about it. When you have your, your, you know, your a race there, you do not want to try new nutrition, new pacing, nothing. It's like, so that, but it's like, how are you going to know if stuff doesn't, if stuff works? So like my 50 milers, um, the 50 miler and the 56 miler, I, um, I normally, I just would do, I'm doing a 200 mile race in January and it's, um, it's in Arizona and it's just a a mile loop that you do over and over and you have four days. So I can, well, the thing is like, um, uh, this is why I want everybody to, to do something that they don't think they can do because ignite something within you to see you can do think there's more there's more in you than you think and then it leads you to do other things and so it's a one mile loop and I'll you know say I do 50 miles then I can go back to and ultras you can leave the course and come back I didn't know that that's a whole nother that's a whole nother um interview from my first hundred I was like Scooby home yeah um, so oh I thought oh so I hadn't done like, you know, quarter mile track maybe. So my 50 miler, the first 50 miler, I just did the perimeter. My sister's neighborhood is about a mile. So I did that over and over. Um, And I normally go like in a 50 or longer race. I will um, jog six minutes and speed walk four. Well, since it was a perimeter, I um, jogged three of the... um, three of the, um, I can't think of the word, three of the legs of the yeah. box, whatever. The sides, the sides of the rectangle. Yeah. Yeah. And then I walked one. Yeah. So it was like 75% running and 25% um, walking. I did that. And then I'm still trying to figure out how to handle um, not getting blisters. And so I tried diaper cream because someone said that. And then um, I can't remember what else I tried. Oh, I tried these arm sleeves that have sun protection. And I'm like, oh my God, it's hot and humid already. I'm going to feel like I want to rip them off. And they were fine. Um, the diaper cream didn't work. So it's, it gives you a chance to test drive stuff. And yeah. even like a lot of my runners, I always tell them, you know, because when I first started doing marathons, I would run the whole marathon. And then by the time I got to Comiskey at Chicago, my knees would lock up. So every like every stride was excruciating to lift my lift my legs. And then I heard of Jeff Galloway and um, I started walking like a minute at each aid station, speed walking, you know, walk with a purpose. Like you got to pee and you can't find the bathroom. Um, and now my knees don't lock up and what happened? And so many of my runners rightfully, they're like, 
it's a race. I'm not walking. So that's why I tell them, try it and see how you feel like try or even 30 seconds because the whole thing with the marathon or even a half, like in the marathon, um, it's all about getting to mile 18 or 20 when the race really starts with spring in your step, because it's once we get to that, our wall, which for me, sometimes it started at mile 16, that's when it's way more mental. So why would you ha- want to have like beat up legs mm-hmm. and have this mental battle, battle? Why not save spring in your yeah. step? Um, and then, yeah. So, so yeah, I started trying to test stuff out, gear, nutrition, pacing. Yeah. I started your meal the night before, Mm -hmm. or like, let's see how far, or a new electrolyte. When did you start doing Red Walk? I didn't know that you did that. Um, geez. It's been a while. Yeah, maybe like, I don't know, 16, 17 years ago. Oh, wow. And that minute goes by fast. And what I tell my runners is, okay, you don't, and you got to walk when you want to, and not when you have to. Mm -hmm. Because so many people, they'll walk like, again, when their legs aren't listening to their brain, it's like, no, 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 you gotta, it's almost like nutrition and hydration. You gotta have that energy before you need it, um, or fluids. Um, but the minute goes by really fast and it's not like you're walking to go get a root canal. You got to walk with oomph. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what, what you'll find is, and you, I'm sure you see it too, is that even people that walk the whole marathon, they're going to pass runners that didn't walk and yeah. There's been so many times I've said this before, like we've been out running and someone pushing a stroller catches up to us or, <laughs> or I remember one time being on the South side on like Lakeshore drive and a woman who was speed walking, but she was uh, steady yeah. the whole time. Um, whereas we were running and then dragging because yeah. it just, and so if it was like, if you can just become more steady with this, like, this is how we walk. This is how we run. Yeah. But I think that it takes practice too. Inconsistent. And I even tell my runners, I'm like, so even like if you're doing a half, if you're racing in a half or do it yourself, um, half marathon, you know what? Try out what Denise said the first nine miles or so. And if you feel great at nine or 10, screw the walking. But I'm telling you, you'll feel much better. And then it goes by fast. Mm -hmm. It's like a reset. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just that, you know, I was just making a video talking about nutritional reliefs or like, um, giving yourself, give me, like, give yourself a little bit of something fun, something, a little bit of like relaxation in your day. And this is like that, like it doesn't have running a marathon is hard. (laughs) Giving yourself 26 one minute breaks is a kind thing that you could do for yourself. And I'm telling you like, and even from my own experience, um, like, the pace I'm going when I don't walk at the mile markers, um, when I don't walk, those latter miles are like, I think the same pace as me walking. I don't know how to explain it. I just, yeah, you're just much fresher. Yeah. So I'm curious too. So you said, um, I had a couple people message me that they, they are also injured right now. There was this challenge. I don't know if you saw it, but it was like the Yeti. It was to run 2020 to run 2020 miles this year. Oh, and I've heard okay. from a couple people that they're injured. And now they're like, uh, I've ruined the challenge. 
And so now knowing that you had to take some time off, how are you handling that? Like the, yes, well, I, you know, I see it cause I joined, um, I also joined, um, the great virtual race across Tennessee and, and, you know, I'm in a lot of running groups online and I'm seeing people that the problem is we kind of get caught up in what everyone else is doing. And it's like, you know, your body the best. And, um, again, it's like, you only have one you, so don't do, and plus like, you know, the, there were some, the streaking was, I was seeing this in my street club that I started where people were running every day. And I was like, I even, I like put out an APB. You got to walk, like walk a mile. It's still like, you have to have like two days off. You, if yeah. you run every day, your body is going to be so mad at you because our body has to heal. Like the, the workouts, um, put stress on us. And by taking the days off, we recover from that and come back stronger. So I was, I was seeing people that like they're streaking, they're streaking. It's like, and even I think runners world created a streak too. I didn't know they did that from like Memorial day to labor day. And I was like, you doesn't mean you got to run 10 miles a day, but you have to take time off. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like, I've run marathons for, this will be my 26 Chicago and knock on wood, I've been injured six times. This was my sixth time. And one of them was the car accident. So that doesn't count because I didn't like, oh, there's a car. Let me go jump on its hood and check the windshield. But it's because like, even when I was running the 56 miler and the last four and a half miles, it was excruciating pain. And that's where our mind is our best friend and our worst enemy. Cause I could have powered through. It was 50. I told my friends I was doing 50 and I walked it. And then I, um, I normally bounce back the next day. I wasn't bouncing back and it hurt to sleep. And then, um, I think it was on Sunday and then Friday, I, I called the big guns. I called elite healthcare who's fixed me since my car accident. And, um, I just, I don't want my drug taken away. So when my body throws yellow flags, I go to an expert, like for this, this situation, the fact that I like, I wasn't getting, I was waking up in the middle of the night in pain because I strained my MCL. And so any pressure on that area was hurting. Um, so I didn't do anything in other injuries. Um, I will like tone down the running and maybe a week, 10 days, if it doesn't improve, that's when I, I just, I don't like self-diagnose. I don't ask other people what I should do. Cause we're not, you know, unless it's a, you know, an orthopedic or a chiropractor or someone who's licensed, you know, mm -hmm. but the thing is, you know, I was like, Oh, I ruined the streak. You just restart. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. more important to like, make sure you're healthy. And yeah, when you're, and even like um, a lot of runners were doing the 24 hour Yeti challenge where you ran, I think you ran every four hours miles or something I did see that yeah and then um the 48 hour the David Goggins had one and I was like this is awesome because they're seeing what else is possible and um it's like doing an ultra but I was like walking is okay <laughs> yeah yeah and I think right like I I'm trying to like get my mindset of like here's what I need to be, need to do to be a long-term and consistent runner. 
and also here are some of the fun challenges that I can do. But like the goal, like is still like consistency, like don't break your body so that you can't ever do this again. Like, and that means resting right now so that I can do it. Yeah. Resting meaning strength, like strengthening, not like. Yeah. Strengthening like or, even, or even doing like, you could even do like nine minutes of walking and a minute of running for 40 minutes. And then you know what, or even like just walking and you can make it challenging um, to see how fast can I get my walking pace in a month. Um, and even like um, those of you out there that, you know, don't want to do a do-it-yourself marathon, that's just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Well, you know what? Maybe focus on um, a 5K and try and bring your 5K down, you know, focus on doing speed, you know, your speed or even like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on a one-mile time trial because I'm telling you, if you set a PR in a one-mile time trial, you aren't going to care that there wasn't two chip mats or you set a PR and if it's not going to matter. And you know what? The only one that looks at that stuff is us. Yes. I think, I mean, there are, I think maybe, I don't know, like 10% may look at your results, but they should be looking at their own. And also like we sh people that like people that like, there's a lot of people that say, Oh, if you walk in a marathon, you're not a runner. Oh, if you can't hit this time, you're not a runner. And I was like, you know what? Everyone, every runner out there, runner and walker, has to call on self-drive and commitment because no one's telling us to do this. And yeah. we all have a battle. We all go through battles in our runs and our races where we want to quit and we power through. So why don't you spend your energy encouraging other people to come join us yes. and start running or walking? And you know what? You think the elites are going to turn around and say, you're not a runner. You didn't beat me. Like, who are you to tell someone they're slow? My heart rate is, I'm so, yeah. I'm like, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. You can make it fun, even though, you know, even though it's not the race we signed up for, just be a little creative with it because we really do. We're like, I think it's all like, it goes back to like, once we get out of kindergarten, you know, we have this goal, we go to first grade, then we got to go to second grade. Then we, like we're, our society is like so goal focused. So we need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about, I had my friend Rob on the podcast a while ago. He's a golf coach and he was saying that his, or he teaches lessons. I'm not sure what he does, but he said, um, his job is to welcome people into the game of golf. And I loved that because I never, I was like, what? Like, especially golf, which seems so like elite and rich and whatever. But he's like, I want to welcome people into this because it's changed my life so much. And those are the people. I have chills and I'm right? not a golfer. I know. And, but those are the type of, type of runners that I want to associate with. The people that are like, come join us doing this thing. It's okay if you don't run a five minute mile, right. you can, you can run with us. Like it's okay. Yeah. And you're a runner and it's, it just breaks my heart when I see, um, when I see runners and walkers where they're like, I'm not a run. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You are a real runner. Hello. Yeah. When they like, so, um, beat themselves up, even like uh, they finish the marathon and they're not a runner. I'm like, I don't know what dictionary you're looking at, but like to be a runner. Yeah. And it's so sad. And it's because of that, those people that are noisy and you know what? I think I, I, I only just came up with that, but it's like, um, you think Shalane's going to tell you you're not a runner because you didn't beat her. You think Meb's going to say you're not a runner, Mr. 505 or 505 minute pace mirror. You're not a, like, 
So right. what gives you, you're like that gym, gym teacher that, you know, said you were, you know, you're not athletic, you're never going to um, do sports or whatever. Like one, um, you don't, yeah, you have no right to say that. And instead, why don't you reroute that energy to give back to running for what it's given you and help bring people into running, help. And you know what? You never know who you bring in may pass you. Cause yeah. everyone, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think it's important to, you know, like be aware that there are those haters out there, but there are so many other people who are yes. like welcoming and excited yeah. for people to be running. But it's sad when, um, yeah, like even this girl that I follow online, she did her first marathon at Chicago and she was just so disappointed in her time. And this year is her redemption year. Like, and I, and I just felt like, you know, why don't you go back to the, um, the girl like 30 years ago, 35 years ago, who never said the word marathon, never thought she could do the, do a marathon. Like, the problem is we have a skewed view going back to the 1% because we're surrounded by people in yeah. this spirit and not the 99% that don't have that drive and that self drive to get in the training to lace up every day. Like no one's got a gun to our head. You know, um, there's another gentleman, same thing. He, um, ran a couple long runs with me last summer, did his first marathon and was, he was high in, um, Rightfully, I think it's a state of self awe when you do something you didn't think you can do. Um, and maybe um, I see it a lot and I do it a lot to some of my first timers. I'm like, oh, you can do a marathon. You should do this marathon right after. What? Well, he's, he thought about doing Indianapolis and it was what, six weeks after Chicago. And um, I put a, a plan together between the races and he ran it and um, he, of course, got a PR, but he didn't get under four hours and he was beating himself up or five hours. And I was like, you just did two marathons and because, yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, even anyone who's listening who wants to get started with running, like you, everyone has their own journey. Um, you don't know if someone passes you, like, you don't know if they like ran in college. You don't know if they just got in a fight with their partner and they got fire in their belly. You don't know if they're going a mile and you're doing four. Um, I, I mean, some people, yeah, we just can't just focus, focus more on what, what is, what it's going to do for you and how you feel after. And you will like, you'll just, you'll get stronger and you'll see it. Like, I don't, yeah. 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 It's supposed to be this fun thing. Like it's like you said, no one's, no one's paying us to do this. This is supposed yeah. to be a hobby and hobbies are yeah. supposed to be fun and we can get better. It's okay to have a, a time goal. That's okay to want to get better, but also yeah. like it can be fun. It can be hard and it can be fun. Yeah. And the thing is like, the more you do it, you yeah. will like you need, the more you stick with it, you will progress. Like our body is so intelligent. It adapts to the stress we put it under as does our mind. Think about, I mean, I just think about exes I put up with, like it was my normal. So it's not just our body adapts to the 
physical stress, it also adapts to the mental stress. But I have a client, um, his daughter got him into running and he was, I think, um, early, mid fifties and he would eat like a, a box of Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast. And then he was on all this medication and his daughter was a huge runner. And she's like, dad, will you run with me? And he started one mailbox at a time. And by the time I met him, he had done, um, I don't know, like 10 marathons. And I coached him to his first 50 miler. Yeah. And he started one mailbox at a time. Another client, she had a friend who was a huge runner, did marathons, and she was intrigued. She got a treadmill and she started walking. She's in my book, Donna. I don't know what chapter. Um, She just started walking and eventually her walk pace was fast. She goes, I think I'm going to run. And she started running and um, yeah, now she does marathons without training, which I don't recommend, but because it really, like to me, it is more mental, but when you don't put in the physical training, you're risking getting injured. Mm-hmm. And if you don't put in the training, you're not going to, it's not going to be enjoyable because I know a lot of people that, you know, they may have lost a bet in a bar and then they sign up for a marathon and they do it and they hated it the whole time. Yeah. But everyone has their own journey. Like I'm not going to compare my journey to like Dina Castor's, nor should you compare your journey to mine or should anyone compare their journey to yours. It's more focused on what it's giving to you and what, and you will see like from, um, from like mile zero to where you take it. I have chills. I should have worn my down jacket, but you will, if you don't know what else is possible. Oh my God. Look, I have chills on my legs. <laughs> And I even wore a sweatshirt because my sister's house is freezing. <laughs> oh man, Denise, I love I love listening to you talk about running <laughs> or runners, new runners. Yeah, I just you know, and it kind of goes back to my therapist. Like she helped me reprogram my my yeah. brain, and you know, I was I was never X enough. Put the X mm-hmm. in, and then I you know I got fast in running once I found a coach. Well, then running wasn't that X wasn't X enough. Um, and it's like, we're enough and it has nothing to do with it's, you know, I feel like, so the old, here's a story like Denise 1.0 to Denise 3.0, Denise 1.0, like I, um, I had to get my MBA, I had to get my CPA, I had to do, I did a marathon. Oh, I got to get into Boston. I got to do an Ironman. I got, I got external achievements. Right. And then, um, I hit a rock bottom. Um, and this was like five years, six years ago. And that's how I found her. Um, and so I, um, I was going to, so, you know, old Denise, I was, I was still working my accounting career and the company I work for, they did, they provided some tuition assistance. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get another MBA because from Northwestern. And so I enrolled there. And, um, at that time, um, this was 2000, this was, um, 2016. Yeah. I was starting like it was a two year program and it was restarting for the second year. And I was stressing out because it's like 20 hours a week on top of working and coaching. And by that time I was, I was coaching a lot and I saw my therapist and, um, I'm, I'm like, I'm stressed. She goes, Denise, here's a whiteboard. What is going to make you happy? What would you put on that whiteboard? And I said, I just want to help more people with running. I just, I, I just love coaching. And she goes, cause I was telling her how I'm starting up at school and it's, it's, um, and, uh, 
and granted, like neither one of my parents graduated high school. Um, I mean, I took, yeah, I could go on, but um, how like, yeah, I'm not a good test taker and whatever. And so she goes, what does going to Northwestern have to do with coaching? Like that in that whiteboard, and he, she goes, that's like, you know, having to go to Florida and flying to California to get there. Yeah. And so um, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go in the arena because I talked about this earlier. Like I did a marathon and it, um, it led me to do an Ironman. I'm definitely afraid of water. It led me to skydive and bungee jump. I'm afraid of heights. It um, led me to say, I love you first to a guy who didn't say it back, but it just, so I thought about all these other things that I um, had been afraid of. And this was the same thing. I was afraid, like leaving a stable job to follow my heart. And so I did it. And so when I gave my notice or no, the next day I canceled, I dropped out of the program. Um, and so I text her and I said, I canceled my trip to California. And then when I, um, when I saw, when I gave my notice to my boss, I text her, I go, I booked my trip to Florida. And so like a month, I don't know, later that year, I did my first hundred miler and I didn't know you could, um, you could just get off the course and get back on. I stopped 86 miles in cause I was, it was like 20 degrees. It was, I didn't know how to dress. I remember it. that. And then the next morning I went back to the, um, the start finish cause I lost my glasses and the race, I told the race director what happened. And he said, and granted I quit at like two in the morning and I had till one in the afternoon to go 14 miles. And so I told him and he said, you could have just sat in the car and got back on when the sun came up. And I was like, Scooby, huh? Like you don't do that in a marathon. It's called Rosie Ruiz or, um, and Denise 1.0, I, you know, it was like, I think it was 10 in the morning then. Um, she would have had her friends drive her to where she quit and finished. And I was like, nope, it ended just how it should. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the progression. Like I don't need, I mean, again, going back to goals, like we, they're good. Like you they're see, good. They're fun. Possible, but I, I don't put all the weight into it anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And it, it is that like, we're like, oh, I need success. I need success. Yeah, I have to get, oh my God, I'm going, I'm going to graduate from Northwestern. Like what? <laughs> but I just, you, I'm okay. I'm not, I'm beyond, we're all beyond okay. We are enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Denise, um, anything else that you want people to know as they are navigating life through the pandemic and figuring out the new normal, would you leave them with? Yeah, I would just say again, like none of us have been th through this before and whatever you're feeling is totally normal. But what's helped me is again, like seek out the positive energy and what you can do good for yourself. Like, like again, I created a running streak. So I'm around other people to help me be more accountable because we know we're going to feel better. Um, and yeah, create your new normal. And, you know, when you get overwhelmed, accept it. That's how you feel, but we just can't stay there. So like, think of other things you can do. And even like, I would get, I would get inspired by other runners that I saw, like my friend ran a hundred miles on a treadmill to raise money to buy masks for hospitals in Hoboken by her. So like seek out, um, like we're here to help each other, seek out other people in your circle that, you know, are, are doing amazing things because, you know, one day they may um, lose their mojo and see what you're doing or 
someone who's watching you on social media or in your backyard, they may get inspired by you. So we, it's all, yeah, we'll get through this together. Amazing. Where are the best places on the internet people can find you and connect with you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at Marathon Whisper. You can find me there. And then also my website, which will soon be updated, is run-for-change.com. And if you're ever in downtown Chicago, you please email me and come run with our group. Amazing. Yeah. Great. All right. I'll have all the links in the show notes so people can click and find you and connect with you. Thanks so much today. Yeah, this was great. I can't wait to see you IRL. No, <laughs> soon. Next soon. best thing. <laughs> and be safe out there, everyone. And remember, if you are feeling gross while working from home, and by gross, I mean maybe your stomach hurts, um, your chest feels tight, you have headaches. Um, you just emotionally are like, oh my gosh, like we've been home for how many weeks and I haven't gotten anything done. I just kind of feel gross with myself. I kind of feel disappointed or I just not, I'm not living up to my potential. I'm not doing the things that I want to get done. No one's saying that you need to replicate the life that you had before the pandemic hit. This is not a, um, what do you call it? A productivity challenge, but rather a hey, I'm not getting the basic things done that I need to be getting done to feel good in my body or to feel good in my head. I just kind of feel perpetually gross. I just feel analysis paralysis. I'm staying in my bed. I'm hibernating and I want to get out of that place. You're going to want to get my guide. It is three easy steps to feeling good, not gross while working from home. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. You're going to love it. It is going to help you feel good, not gross while working from home. Click the link in the show notes to get it. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.